What up? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenios ESL Podcast, man. I'm so grateful to be back here with you again today. You know, when I do uh, these recordings, sometimes it's separated between like maybe an hour, maybe 15 minutes, maybe a day, three days. Well, this specific podcast may have been separated between four or five days. So sometimes I come back and I'm just like, oh my God, guys, it's so good to have you back here, et cetera, et cetera. But man, what a journey. What a journey it's been. I just want to say thank you so much for everyone who's listening to me. And, you know, I've been, I've had the pleasure of bringing on and having so many, I have like two, uh, at the moment, I have two active uh, TOEFL preparation classes, all dentistas from uh, Venezuela, Colombia, and so many amazing things that have happened. So much prolific content that you're going to begin getting, um, you know, coming up uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And, you know, because I just realized, man, this content that I'm actually making within the actual classes themselves could be some of the greatest podcasts that could change so many people's lives in, tar- uh, in terms of TOEFL. And that's what my goal is. So in saying that, people, so much goodness is going to be coming up again. Just to let you know, TOEFL preparation classes are available. Okay, that's number one. Number two, early access podcasts is available. So if you've been a supporter for a long time, you could literally uh, get all my episodes just for $5 a month or $45 for a year. Remember, you're listening to this April 19th. I recorded this probably a month ago. Okay, this entire month had been done already. And looking at what's already happening for the month of May, I already have that ready in schedule, especially on weekends. So this is why I'm trying to tell you guys, listen, there's so much that's happening right now. Uh, there are so many podcasts that are coming out, especially with this new TOEFL preparation class that's coming out soon. And me just driving home these amazing uh, content uh, breeding episodes that you guys are going to love so much so if you are a supporter of the podcast man i would love for you guys to join that early access podcast batch or membership that's down below or you can actually follow me on the arsenio zsl podcast page and you can ask me over there but nonetheless with that nice introduction let's dive into everyday problems so we're going to be talking about a couple of things a three-step process in terms of changing your perspective being playful making connections And also, you probably journaling and writing down some of the everyday problems that you have that you face with at work. Uh, And what I would like you to do is obviously write down on whatever it is in your journal, two or three of the toughest problems you had to deal with. Now, uh, you know, I was so, you know, I was just grading a statement of purpose, one of my beautiful uh, students who you guys actually had the pleasure of listening to, uh, me. As a matter of fact, she had worked in an over, as an overseas coordinator about three years ago, and she had to do some amazing stuff with a bunch of other countries. And I realized that, you know what, her problem solving techniques are phenomenal. And so while I was doing that statement of purpose, it made me realize, you know, man, I've had to go over, I've had to overcome so many ridiculous problems too. Uh, often, you know, times I said, whoa, 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 what the problem is, I got removed from a company. There is no legitimate idea, but this specific teacher is sitting before my eyes, before me, literally insulting me. And when I went home emotionally and mentally, I had quit. I started looking for jobs. I found a condo and I moved in less than a month later. 
everything happened so quickly. And, you know, well, but maybe not a month later, two months later. And again, I don't retreat. I don't like to run away from the problems. I do love dealing with problems. So, uh, you know, financial issues. This was one of the greatest challenges that I ever had. Uh, COVID, the first round of COVID that happened. It was a massive problem. I didn't know what to do, to be honest with you. I was at a loss of words. I didn't know what my next step was. I was like, man, what, what am I supposed to do? Because no one's looking after me. I got this big visa fee. I wasn't saving up. I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. I was working for so many other people, but I wasn't working for myself. And so the creativity kicked in because, you know, when your back is against the wall, creativity does happen, doesn't it? So then the second, uh, the second one that had happened probably about six months after that, going into 2021, January, uh, you know, my level of creativity ended up like skyrocketing again, although that shutdown was only for a month. But then the biggest one happened in April. And, you know, when things started happening online and, you know, it's so funny, you know, having, you know, being at the job that I work for. A lot of the students who are like, listen, he keeps raising the price. Uh, I'm not going to be able to learn with you anymore. I said, well, if you don't want to learn through them anymore, there's always an option to just learn with me. And I realized that my hustle game was unbelievable, you know, and I was able to hit not two, but three students and get three students out of that who I still teach today, uh, literally a year on after that crazy ass shutdown had happened. And so what I learned so much about all of this was uh, the creativity side and the creative side and go, spanning from April all the way up to December, it made me get so creative in terms of how I'm able to create my own money. Then online began to take off and next, you know, 2022 rolled around and then with all these products and the next, you know, when the podcast took off, when word of mouth started happening, everything had just taken off. And now having the amount of students that I do today and posting the amount of prolific content that I do today, I remember I was talking to one of my friends. I said, man, to be honest with you, before I would have only like three views per video. Now I have 17. If I do a live, I have 60. And so it goes to show you that I'm really beginning to extend that reach. So when it comes to problems, it's always about obviously, okay, well, let me write this down. Who do I need to get in contact with right now? Let me get all the facts and let's come on to, you know, a solution. So at work, when there was a problem with uh, work allocation, probably seven years ago, when I was chasing money rather than chasing the becoming of me, I would go to the boss and I'm like, hey, man, how come he has so many classes and I don't? And I'm like, see, this type of allocation is really beginning to be very frustrating. And obviously, I do not do that anymore. Uh, the only small little problems I have with work, and unfortunately, one of the girls who I had worked for, uh, front office staff, has quit. And it sucks so much because she was the one that always understood in regards to classes and so many other things. And now that she has quit, my uh, nemesis is the only one that works there. And I know she does not like me in terms of work allocation, which is actually good because then I can focus on the bigger things. But at the same time, I know that there's going to be a lot of budding of heads coming up very, very soon. So <sighs> these are everyday problems. These are things. But at the same time, I don't really care about the classes. The less classes, the better, because obviously that is just completely time wasted. There were times like, uh, let's say on a Monday, 
I would have to zoom all the way up to that job. It would take about an hour to get there, sit in a class for two hours, getting just getting not much at all. Like, oh my God. And then right after that, take another hour all the way back home. I lose four hours. Or let's say I lose two hours. I teach two hours, making a very, very small wage. And again, some people would say, well, you chose that. And I did but I want a minimal amount of hours. I do not like to waste my time. So in saying that, creativity, how important is it with solving problems? Well, let's dive into how to solve problems with these three different ways, changing your perspective. So what happens is a lot of problems, okay? They can be solved simply by just looking at them in a different way, right? If you guys don't know about this, uh, just write down the six hats of solving problems on Google. And there are seven and you have the red hat, you have the yellow hat, you have the right hat, you have the black hat. I love to have someone who looks at the problems objectively because I'm the red hat, which means I'm emotional. So I always used to look at things very emotionally and say, oh, it's because of this and that, but I didn't have the facts. So when I actually go to specific individuals and they say, okay, but look at it from this way. It makes me look at it from a different perspective. That was so difficult for me to do probably back in 2015 and 2016. But with doing it now, it has solved so many things going forward. So try problem reversal. Don't ask how you could sell more of your products. Okay. Ask how you could sell fewer and see where that idea takes you. So perhaps you could create a totally new market where exclusivity was more important than sales volume. Does that make sense? Me, I don't look at quantity, quantity, quantity now. I look at quality. Because if I go back to 2020, if I look at the, 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 the quality behind those students that I had in 2020, very, very low, you know? But me, I was always looking for quantity. So last year, you know, I probably had, uh, let's say probably about four students, you know, a couple of them that were just absolute duds. But it wasn't, I was looking more for quantity, not quality. So then that's why I started at preparation classes because I would make a hell of a lot more in a less amount of time. And it's a, it's a, such a ridiculous amount of quality that it benefits so many other students around the world just by me dropping it in their Dropbox and then getting a hell of a lot better in that specific skill, whichever it one, uh, whichever the one was that I had sent them. So does that make sense? So as marketing, and communication specialist, this person by the name of Rosh J points out, <coughs> he said, many companies have done well out of problem reserve, uh, reversal. Businesses like Apple Computers have looked at the market instead of saying, how can we compete with all these big players, which I never look at anyone as competition. They asked themselves, what can we do that all these other companies aren't doing? One of IBM's most famous advertising slogans was think. Apple's was think different. So change your perspective. Number two, be playful. So must work always feel like work. Now, some of you do feel like work at most times. And me, I always loved that free-spirited, playful side of me. Uh, however, uh, at the tutorial center that I worked at between 2014 and 2017, being playful would always equate to, oh, that's not Thai culture. Oh, that's not this. Oh, that's not that. I couldn't even give a high five to my students. 
don't touch the students. Don't touch the students. Don't touch. I'm like, holy shit. You guys are so unbelievably. Re- oh, man, this is too much. But it was only that area in that specific school. See, I never heard those two words, high culture, in about five years since that. I'm a playful person. I love to joke. I love to speak. I love to, I love that free spirit itself. And people would hold that against me. There was a Germanic freak. Okay. No offense to my, you know, my Germans and stuff, but this guy was such a stern face douchebag that I used to work for, uh, not work for, uh, used to work for, uh, I used to work alongside, although I never used to speak to him in the hallways. And, you know, I used to laugh and my students used to laugh and he would come in and say, well, are you an entertainer? And I'm like, just because you are a sorry ass, soft-spoken individual who doesn't love what he does and you're here out of force because things didn't work out for you in your country, don't bring that bullshit over here. I'm happier than you. Face it, you suck. That's all there is to it. And, you know, he complained about me a number of occasions and I'm like, okay, you want to complain? I'll never speak to you again, never did. Some people are just unbelievably pathetic. So again, John Quelch, the Dean of London School of Business, asks, how many times a day does the average five-year-old laugh? The answer would be 150. How many times a day does the average 45-year-old executive laugh? Five. Who's having more fun? Who is, therefore, likely to be more creative? Need we ask? And, you know, What if a London-based innovation consultancy, they've worked out that most people get their best ideas from the office, so they've made the office look like home, complete with armchairs and kitchen and even, you know, table football. They call it foosball, whatever you call that back in America. And guess what? It's now a three million pound company whose clients include Pepsi, British Airways, and others. So they must be doing something right. So, you know, if you're at home and you have a tendency of laughing a lot at home, but you don't laugh at work and you don't engage in really good conversations at work and stuff like that, that creativity just, it just falls apart. And if your creativity, most of it comes at work, then you're doing it all wrong, aren't you? You got to be a little bit more playful. Oh, we're city, you know, you don't understand my job, my culture, my this, my that. I get it, I get it, I get it. But to be honest with you, There it is. How many times a day do you actually even laugh? Pretty shocking, huh? And that's what I'm so grateful for, especially, you know, uh, the tutorial center that I work at. I have the ability to laugh at all costs. No one just says, oh, can you go on to the next one? Or can you do this? Can you stop laughing? If you ever tell me to stop laughing, laughing, you're going to find another coach. That's all there is to it. I'm not going to change me because you are one of those stern-faced ass individuals. No, thank you. And so that's why I speak to a lot of the Latinos, you know, because they laugh just as much as I do. But when it comes to, although, you know, Japan, big shout out to you, big shout out to the Japanese, a big shout out to the Taiwanese, you guys listening to me. And again, you come from very, you know, stern cultures where, hey, you cannot laugh much at work. If you laugh, they think you're not taking it seriously. And if you don't take it seriously, you end up getting strikes. It's ridiculous. And so I'm just asking, hey, are you always serious at work? Do you, do, or do you always have to be stern face? I remember uh, this last dentalist, the, oh my God, yeah, the second to last dentalist job I had. This was probably about a two, three day stint. It was horrendous. 
not only that, there were a couple other things that actually had happened and stuff, uh, you know, throughout the dental assistant. And I was just so, I wasn't happy at all. Let's put it that way. Because every time I tried speaking, up and run over and say, hey, stop speaking. What are you doing? So basically speaking just equated to me not doing my job. Every time I try building up report with some of the dental assistants or even the patients, which is very important, she would hurry up, come in and stop me mid-conversation, say, uh, uh, can you hurry up and do this? Thank you. Uh, do you need help? And I'm like, what? I can't even say anything. It was a horrendous job. I'm really happy that I had the opportunity to work there just for two days. And the problem is with a lot of dental offices, uh, you know, 10 years ago when I was working there, um, it was so hard for me to even get the two days worth of work. Like it was so hard to get those two days worth of work and like, like the money behind that. I had to keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. I had to show up and say, uh, yeah, I'm here to pick up those two days. There was another time that I had to do the same thing at this other uh, dental office. And it's very difficult to get money from these places, to be honest with you. So in saying that, I, I learned a lot from the process, but to be on uh, man, to be honest with you, I used to go from a very playful dental office in 2010 to a very stern face dental office in 2010. And I told myself, oh, if you guys are gonna be all stern face, I am too. I changed my personality just because they hated life and they sucked at life. Never do that. If someone tells you that you cannot be you and you cannot bring the joy, which is one of my ultimate mottos, it's time for you to find another place. Making connections, number three. Jonas and someone else, and I can't even pronounce the name, is Korsham from, of course, Sweden. Uh, the Stockholm School of Economics have put forward the idea that as everything that ever will be invented has been invented, the only way forward is to combine what is already there. So we get email edutainment we get tv dinners distance learning now and biotech sometimes the combinations are impossible yamaha for example hasn't yet worked out a way to combine motorbikes with musical instruments <laughs> perhaps it will but jake burton had more success when he gave up his job on wall street in 1997 to pioneer a new sport bringing together two separate things snow and surfboards he developed a modern snowboard. Today, there are nearly 4 million snowboarders breaking their limbs all around the world in the name of fun. Can you believe that? Making connections and connecting one thing to another. You know, no, no one thought that, you know, connecting a phone with your iPod would be feasible. No one thought that, you know, having an Alexa device and having a voice device and having it book different things for you would be feasible. No one thought that taxi and being able to ride in a stranger's car in the back of a stranger's car would be feasible. Those connections changed everything. So try making connections. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about a marketing problem in the next podcast in regards to a problem that Sony Ericsson had had. You guys know about Sony Ericsson. We're going to be deep diving into that real good. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. To another ESL podcast. I appreciate it so much. And I'll be seeing you guys in the next one. Over and out.